Okay, so good afternoon. I'm, uh, this is Molo. I'm sitting at UBC. Uh, this is Kyoso VSO 58th anniversary. I'm sitting with uh, Ron LeBlanc. Um, Ron, how are you today? I'm fine. A little warm. Um, could you, um, before we get into the interview, can you tell us uh, where did you serve? In uh, Mombasa, Kenya, at uh, Mombasa Technical Training Institute. And when was that? 2001, September 2001 till September 2003. So it was quite recent. Um, what was the organization that um, you were working with? You mean the organization here in Canada? No, the organization uh, back in um, Kenya. In Kenya, it was Mombasa Technical Training Institute, yeah. And um, what was it that you were doing there? I was teaching uh, carpentry and furniture making and running a production shop for the school. Um, given the fact that um, your placement was quite recent, um, what was your experience when you came back? Oh, that's hard to... Yeah. I think it was more of a culture shock coming back than it was going. It was very hard. Uh, not so much getting used to crowds because over there it was crowded. Uh, but uh, I remember the first time I walked into a superstore when I got back, it was just like, uh, okay, where do I start? You know, <laughs> buildings are just too big, get lost in them, you know, compared to over there. They had what they considered superstores over there, but they're not very big, you know. I can imagine. Um, when you think back, like, uh, what would be one of your best memories during the trip? Best memories? Uh, best memories. I, I, I used to have a... I couldn't get the kids to learn, sit down and learn mathematics. They just, they wouldn't sit down and do it. So I started using a... Uh, kind of a mathematical grid puzzle and uh, giving them a different puzzle every morning and getting them to do them and I used this, a fairly basic one through the week and then on a, on a Friday night I'd give them a difficult one so they could work on it over the weekend and I used to do them ahead of them to make sure I hadn't made any mistakes on them to start with and make sure they were solvable and then put them on the board and I had one weekend one that took me hours and hours and hours and hours to solve. Like I, I think I worked on it 10 or 12 hours and finally got it solved and I thought well none of them are going to get it but I'll put it on the board anyway. And I told him, I said, you know, the first guy that comes to me with the right set of answers to it, I'll, when I get paid at the end of the month, we'll go for lunch. You know, I'll take you out for lunch at a, at a restaurant. And uh, Monday morning when I got to the school, 7.30 in the morning, there's a kid sitting on the front step of the shop with the right answer. <laughs> so, okay, fine. When I get my paycheck, we go for I take him. He gets all dressed up to go because he's never been to a restaurant. And we go to this sit-down fancy restaurant and have a lunch, and he's gaga, can't talk, you know, he's just, uh, and uh, I asked him, I said, just how long did it take you to solve the puzzle? He said, oh, that last night I didn't sleep at all. <laughs> so he stayed up all night, all night solving this puzzle.
Carol. It was funny. And uh, so we had quite a long conversation while we were having lunch, and I asked him, I said, well, why are you taking this particular course at school? He said, because my family lives on the street right now. I'm going to be, And he said, I want to be the best furniture maker in Mombasa and get them off the street. So it was, that's probably the one, one that stands out the most. How many students did you have? Uh, at a time. Uh, lowest was 12 and the highest was 16. So it fluctuate. Uh, we started with 16 at the beginning of the year and some, some of them. But this is the, the first year we ended up with 12 at the end of the year. Second year, I think we only lost one through the year. So. Um, I know that we talked about the culture shock um, when you went back and we came uh, to Canada. Um, when you look back, what is it that you feel that you accomplished there? Well, I was disappointed with the accomplishment with the school itself because I don't think it hit the, the targets we wanted to. I don't think the school cooperated enough for it to... But I was really happy with the amount that the students learned while I was there. Uh, and even the shop technicians. Uh, there was a lot of things that uh, I could show them that they didn't didn't know up till that point. And, and, and uh, uh, a prime example, they had a, a, a tenon machine in the shop that they never used because it was always broke down. And I got there and he said, well, we fix it and it just breaks again. The, the shop foreman said, we fix it and it just breaks again. I said, well, let's fix it again and see what the problem is. So they get a pin cut. It's, a, it's just a shear pin that's breaking in this thing. And they get one cut and they put it in and the next day it's broke again. And I'm looking at the metal they use and I'm thinking, it's no wonder it's breaking. They're using really cheap metal for this, for this piece. So I went in the Jumbone yard and I found an old tool steel handle off of an old German tool and took it over to the machine shop and said, here, make a pin out of this. Oh, and he cried and whined and, oh, it's too hard. It's too hard to work with. We'll never get it. And I said, no, I want a pin cut from that for that machine. And we get the machine, get it put in the machine. And it, when I left two years later, it was still in there and the machine was still working. So it's... They don't... Uh, they try to do things like the easiest way and if it doesn't work, oh, well, well... <laughs> <laughs> so, um, in regards, I don't know, uh, they had good equipment and very poor maintenance, you know. Have you um, um, kept contact with your students? I tried to for the first two or three years. Some of them were writing back, and slowly it's tapered off so that. And uh, the shop foreman, uh, he's moved on to another school. Like the last time I sent a letter was probably four or five years ago, and it came back. They couldn't, they didn't know where to forward it, so. And what is it that you're doing now? I'm still working construction and carpentry. Uh, one thing that I want to ask you is, um, I know um, some of the volunteers that we've spoken to, um, they went to their placements right after they graduate, where, when they are uh, quite young. Um, 
In your case, what was the reason that you decided to take this challenge? Oh boy, that's a bad, that's a hard question. I needed some time away. I was, uh, I had three immediate family members pass away in a six month period and I was just, I don't know, mad at the world. <laughs> and, uh, uh, at the time, I owned a taxi business in Saskatoon, and I was working at that almost every day. And uh, I kind of run out of run out of patience. I, I I was finding myself getting angry at people just constantly because I had nothing left for patience. And I it was friends of mine cornered me one afternoon and said, "Look, you have to find something else to do and get away for a while." And so it just happened that I'd been looking into this anyway. So uh, they came up with the Kenyan placement, and I decided I'd, I'd do it. So, so do you think um, that experience has a positive impact on your life? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I was Mr. Impatient when I got to Kenya, and I'll tell you what, Kenya will take that out of you in a hurry. He, there's no, they, they have an expression there in Kenya. Uh, when they're going to get things done is kind of poly poly whenever. <laughs> and it doesn't matter how impatient you get, that's not going to change. So you have to kind of mellow out and and uh, go with the flow. It, there's just no choice. So I think in that way it was a good thing. I found the Nigerians very happy if you take a sample and order. Okay, um, Ron, thank you for speaking to us. Uh, I hope you enjoy the rest of the event today and tomorrow, and good luck to you. Thank you.